Welcome everybody to Self Storage Income, and we have a guest today that's back by popular demand. We've had him on, but it's been a while. I think a year. too long. Yeah, no, it's been a little over a year for sure. Yeah, and uh, really excited to have him on again to dive into the subject yet again, get some updates on the industry, see how things are going, and uh, also just recap some of the fundamentals of this dynamic and, and how it can affect your storage, your facility, or property in general. Um, it's just I mean, we were talking just before the podcast how incredibly integral cell towers cell phones all of these you know pieces of equipment and dynamics are to our day-to-day -day lives but nobody knows anything about no. it. no and especially in our business which is so funny that this thing cell towers is actually a big part of storage mm -hmm. and you know we've often talked about the uh example that we had when we bought our storage facility and how we bought it it was one of our first big ones and we put $800,000 down on this big storage facility. And within the first, I think it was two, three years, we'd received a half a million back and it was because of this play. So in, th in a three year t period of time, we'd received a 100% return and we didn't refinance, sell or anything. And it was because we utilized this tool, just totally mm -hmm. wild and crazy. It's amazing. And um, so there's a lot of opportunity in it. With that, we're gonna bring on Hugh and we've had Hugh on once again, I think actually a couple times because he is just an absolute expert in this. We've sent a lot of people his way. Uh, he's with Vertical Consultants, and uh, we're gonna have a good discussion here on cell towers, the industry, because I think it's probably the one thing that is the most misunderstood, and I've had to dive deep into it on not only the business side, but a personal side. And it, to tell you that my mind was blown how this industry works, is an understatement because I still don't understand it. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> we'll get there. Exactly. Which is so, why Hugh Odom is back. That's right. Again. How you doing, man? I am great. Thank you guys for having me back to the podcast. Much appreciated. Well, thanks for being here. Um, why don't you give a quick brief introduction of what you do and uh, how long you've been doing it? And uh, then we, we can kind of go through there. We obviously have lots of questions. Uh, but yeah, why don't you tell the audience here a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, as you mentioned, my name is Hugh Odom. I'm the president and I'm one of the founders of a company called Vertical Consultants. We've been up and running for 14 years and we work with property owners all around the United States. Every state in the United States we have uh, clients and, and we work with everybody from individuals up to some of the biggest uh, companies in North America. And we work with them in a few different aspects, mostly if they've been presented for a, with a new cell tower lease opportunity, or if they have an existing cell tower lease on their property, we can help them with regards to renegotiations of those agreements. And then lastly is a lot of times when people are getting inundated when they have these cell tower leases, people trying to buy the leases, trying to buy the revenues. We try to get them to understand the true value of that lease agreement and understand not only the true value of that lease agreement, but how it impacts not only the areas that are being leased, but all of their property. And that's especially significant in self-storage because there's a lot of misinformation out there. People think it's only uh, impacting the area being leased, but it puts a lot of restrictions on the rest of your property. And that can be a problem with your overall uh, facility and resale of the property, yes. operations of the property, financing of the property, et cetera. So we try to, when we're, when we talk to a client, um, we try to, under, to help them understand the total impact of any agreement they're going to sign. And as I mentioned, we've been in business for 14 years. I was an attorney inside AT&T for over a decade prior to that. So everybody that works with us has been inside 
of these telecom companies. We don't work from an outside approach. We know the playbook they're working off of, and that's how we bring value to our clients. Well, this is a really important thing that, first of all, I think it needs right out of the gate, everybody. Um, do not ever approach uh, cell tower negotiations and contracts um, without an expert or a consultant. Do not do it. It is so complex. You don't understand it. You don't understand the implications. I don't care how smart you are. These people are, I, I, I mean, I'm just going to say it. These people are kind of jackals. These like, it's, I mean, they will rip you up. Like they are, they know what they're doing and they have huge teams and they have power. I mean, we had a we had a cell tower. I think you remember it was a few years ago. I called you on it that was being built in a residential neighborhood over by where I, I lived. And people asked to help it out or whatnot. And our local and state said no to it. And they went to a district court in California and got them overruled and put it in, even though unanimously the uh, city, the county and the state all had had turned them down. And they literally sat in the meetings and he stood up in front of all of the uh, voting members and said, it doesn't matter what you say, we're going to put it in. And I remember looking at that in that meeting and being like, oh, the ego on this dude, we're shutting, you know, it's like, this is going to be over, whatnot, because he say, nope, he was right. Didn't matter. Didn't matter what the state immediately backed off, went to a district court in California or whatnot, and they put it up. It was, I was blown away by it. It was like, I don't understand this stuff at all. Um, so you just got to be really, really careful. Uh, and unless you have somebody on your side, you're not getting the best deal. I found that out. And uh, you are you don't know the full implication. It's This is not like normal things that we deal with on properties. Is that fair to say? It's more than fair to say. You know, that you mentioned a couple of things real quick. Is that cell tower companies especially the wireless carriers and like i said i was inside one the biggest one for several years they rely upon one thing they're big they're strong they're like an elephant i always say they're like an elephant they can just knock down walls over and over and that they they're in a court somewhere every day trying to take on either a property owner a municipality etc they work upon that concept of power so the question would be how does a property owner or how does a consulting firm like ours how they take on these companies it's very simple is that while they're really strong, they're not very agile, like an elephant. And if you understand how to be agile and you understand where the leverage points are in these negotiations, you can take advantage of the situation if you understand. As you mentioned, most property owners believe, hey, I know how to enter into a lease. I know how to do this. I, I'm an expert in the self-storage industry. I'm an expert in the real estate industry. This is not a real estate transaction. We, I've said that for years and years and years. It's a utility transaction. Every wireless company, every cell tower company values every one of its cell sites based upon the utility or production of that site. You can't judge it and you can't structure an agreement based upon a simple real estate concept. And they're very good at two things. They're very good at a lot of things. But a cell tower company or a wireless carrier is very good about taking things away from you and you don't realize they're being taken. Because people look at a lease, you can read a lease just as well as I can. The difference is when I read it, I can tell you why something's in there and how they're going to try to use it. And they're going to try to use it to take things away from you. But they're better at something else. They're better at being able to give you something and it looks really great, but it really isn't what it seems. And that's where property owners do a little bit of research and they think they're armed with the information, 
but they're not, don't have the right information, but more particularly, they don't know how to apply it because everything you read online, everything you study, the cell tower companies and the wireless carriers know it's out there and they already have this, the, the background and the information to have the next step and the next step and the next step to make you feel like you got something and you really didn't. 100%. Mm-hmm. They are absolute masters at that. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we looked at, it's far easier, like, getting started, first of all, off the right foot. That, like, if you're being approached, or it, you, you have to structure it right. Because once that's done, you're kind of in a pickle. And so if taking advantage of the opportunities, right, is both knowing the downside and the upside, they're really good about showing you the down, upside and making it seem like it's a really big win for you, all not understanding exactly what you're giving up. And uh, what you give up lots of times may be extraordinarily damaging to your property. So let's talk a little bit about and explain to people how having a cell tower inside on your property, which the cell tower companies pay you for, and that's the beauty of it, right? And there's other things we can talk about like packaging up and selling off and there's different things like that. But let's talk about what it means when you have a cell tower on your property and what rights you're either giving up or how that's structured and how that affects things like a cell or what you do on your property. Um, So let's just cover that right away. Well, there's a tactic that is used by cell tower companies when they come to a property owner. They try to, as you mentioned, there's an economic package of, of this, and they try to get you to focus on that. But what they're doing, the tactic is de minimis, and that just means they de minimize everything. What I mean by that is they come out to a property owner, all types, including self-storage, and they say, we're only going to be using this area over here in the back of the property. Well, that's the first non-truth they're, they're saying to you. First of all, they're using that area, but they're going to have to have easements for utility, fiber optics, access, and those are going to cut across your property. That's number one. The second thing, which is more important, is when people look at that agreement, they mostly do not understand that the cell tower company is putting restrictions on all their property. And what I mean by that is this, a couple quick examples. If I came out to a cell storage owner or any property owner, and I said, look, I'm gonna offer you 10 times market market rate for the property, and I just have one condition. I need the cell tower company, cell tower's fine. I need them to reroute the utilities, 50 feet to the east. 98% or more of all cell tower leases have no relocation clauses. So you couldn't do anything. Now, that's an issue. And people say, well, I have no, I have no uh, plans on redevelopment or selling the property, et cetera. You're signing a lease that's going to last for possibly decades. How can you ever de- determine what you're going to be need, need to do with that property down the road? Or what that's- another owner wants with it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're making it's the agreement. Not only, yeah, you're making the agreement not only for yourself, but the next guy and the next guy and the bank and everybody else. Yep. So that's number one. The second thing is, and where property owners get really sidetracked, is that they signed an agreement and the, and they don't need to move anything around. And they go, go and they decide they're going to redevelop their property. Let's say you're going to take a self-storage facility and you're going to, to make it a, um, a four-story self-storage facility instead of a single story or whatever. You have to go back to the cell tower company and at their sole discretion, they can determine if that redevelopment of your property is going to conflict with what they're doing. Now think of that. You have a ancillary revenue source that can be a good deal, but you have an ancillary tenant 
that can determine what you can do with the rest of your property. That's a huge issue. It's a huge issue because two markets change. So let's say that on your storage facility, your storage facility is full of 10 by 20s. And in your market, the market changes to where the market actually doesn't value 10 by 20s anymore. It values five by fives or 10 by 10s that have a certain condition. So you need to change up some of your unit mix. Why? Because your revenue's dropping, you have over occupancy, and all of a sudden you have a problem. So you wanna go and change that and you wanna mix that up. Like you said, I, I need to add in climate control because I need to offset this parking, which has no value now. I can't even get occupancy and but this has huge so I can improve the value and keep my business running everything else that cell tower can be like no you can't do that you've given up power of your business to something that is an ancillary and to a very small part now it may seem like a lot of money up front two thousand a month right or three thousand a month or maybe you're trading it and packaging it up and they're going to give you a nice chunk of change but then that could devalue and restrict you so much that you're basically giving up all your future potential, your ability to be nimble. And then two, if you have to sell it and somebody else looks at that and says, I'm completely handcuffed onto what I can even do with this property. This property is no longer a normal real estate transaction. It no longer holds the same value as one. And all of those conditions have to be put into um, the acceptance and the price that I'm going to be willing to offer because I'm, I'm strong. This guy controls it, not you. This guy does. So your, your property now is worth tremendously less to me. Uh, and people don't think about that, or they don't even know it's happening, I, I, I'd say. No, you're exactly right. They don't know it's happening. Like I said, they, there's, things are being taken away from them, and they don't realize that it's being pulled from them. And that's what we talk to property owners. The first thing we talk to property owners all across the country of all types, when they present a new cell tower lease, or they have an existing one, is we say, understand, they, they, most people contact us, uh, the vast majority come to contact us and say, what should my rent be? on a new lease, existing lease, et cetera. And one of the things we try to get people to do is think bigger and forget about the rent. First thing, I said, look, if I tripled the rent tomorrow and I said it had one condition for me to triple it, would you want to know what that one condition is? And they say, yes. And I say, well, before you determine what your rent should be on a new lease or an existing lease, you need to understand what you're agreeing to. Not only today, but going forward. And you need to understand how to structure an agreement, not just put the rent right, but a structure. Structure will benefit you financially, but it also protect you and your larger investment, which is your property. And that's what we try to get people to do. Build pathways, build, build flexibility. And with all types of property owners, including self-storage, that's one of the things we, they just miss. And it comes back to bite them. And the longer these agreements are, the more opportunity for that bad thing is to happen. You know, we've obviously talked a lot about the uh, bad things, things like that. So before we continue, I should also talk about the good things because there are <laughs> good things with it. I know so, that was, uh, man, one of the one of the most common questions, I think, after one of our last episodes, especially on YouTube, it was like, OK, are cell towers even worth it? Like, should I even do it? Should we yeah. even consider it? Like, because I think the title of the video is like how horrible, you know, cell towers are. But at the end of the day, um, it's just it's a huge question on people's minds on whether or not it's even worth it. So, yeah, I think it, it yeah. can be like anything. You just have to do it right. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, people contact us. And one of the questions we get and for years, I had a difficult time asking or answering this question. They said, what's your success rate? And I say, it's not like a batting average, like I'm going up to bat and here's my, my batting average. But I finally came to the kind of in my mind, I go, it's 100 percent. 
It's either we, we get somebody to sign a good lease or keeping them from signing a bad lease. That's our yes. job here. And it can be worth it if you do a few things. From the financial standpoint, it can be worth it if you structure the lease in a way not as a real estate transaction, as I mentioned before, as a utility transaction. What I mean by that is a cell tower company or a wireless carry wants you to do three things from the financial perspective. Agree to a rent, agree to a rent escalator, and agree to a term. Why? If they can get you to agree to those three things, no matter what those numbers are, they have fixed their cost. However, the problem is, if I could go to you and say, look, I want to buy a service from you, I want to buy a good from you, and I want you to fix the cost for me for the next 30 years, no matter how much benefit I get, and you can never walk away from the deal, that'd be a great deal because I, I, I fix my cost mm -hmm. no matter how much I can sell that, that good for or how beneficial that service is. We try to get property owners to understand if you really want to make money, serious money from a cell tower lease, you have to structure it in a way that's like a utility agreement. Get it right on the first day, but make sure as the cell tower company or the wireless carrier continues to benefit, you're pulled up. If not, you're the, you're the launching pad, they're the rocket, your yes. view is going to always see them going up and you stay the same, same level. Well, people, come, people come to us and say, I'm, I got a good deal on a cell tower lease. I said, how much did you get? And, I, and they say a number. I said, how much more do you get if they're getting twice as much value, three times as much value? And they say, I still get my rent. And I say, that's not a good deal. Okay. And this is the really important piece, because what I found is it's like they almost make it like when you go into it first, lots of times it seems like, oh, I'm getting a good deal because it's like they're paying me more than almost they should. The reason being is they only have a select amount of uh, maybe providers on that tower. But then a year later, they go and they triple the amount of providers. They have more access, more needs that they need from that cell tower. They're producing way more, and they knew they were going to do that. And so they give you really good upfront, but that's just because they know it's fixed, like you said. And then we're going to add all of these other providers onto our tower. The tower is going to become much bigger, and it's going to become this huge anchor point in this city or this area where everybody needs to use it. And all of a sudden, like you said, your property now is worth tons of value, huge value to them and not to you. And then your restrictions, everything else comes. It, that's, and that's where I see like the, a lot of the pain because it's so far out. The, you're talking these terms and everything that they work on. It's really, really far out. And some of these cell towers, they're staples in the community. Like they're, they're these are it's a utility. They need it. And the value that they hold that they're deriving from your property is astronomical. And all of a sudden that $2,000 a month that you thought was incredible, it's nothing to the value of your property of which you don't get anymore. They literally took it from you. Um, and so if you structure it right, though, like you said, as that value increases on your property, the value of your property increases because we can realize that in in real estate. The value of a commercial real estate property is the revenue it produces. The revenue it produces increases with demand and how much tenants we have. What you're doing is you're getting a really high value, but you're never getting the upside of income. Therefore, you never increase the value, even though the market has. That's, that's what you're doing in this contract. It's like saying, I'm going to buy this storage facility at today's rents, and I'm getting a good return. But I can never have the value of that real estate rise. We would never do that. But yet people do it every day with cell tower leases and it's their property they just gave up. 
Um, but they, well, like you said, they don't know that it, that it's happening. So one of the things, though, is that that value can go up and it can be a huge ancillary income for you. So how do you know, first of all, I mean, obviously contact you, things like that. But is there a way that people could even know if their site is good or not? Or I, I mean, how does that work? Because this isn't something we're experts in and we don't want to be. But if a cell tower provider contacts us or we want to go down that road, walk us through how that works and what cell tower companies, wireless carriers, what do they want? What are they trying to get? So one quick note, you're exactly right on what you just mentioned. What a cell tower is, is infrastructure. It's like a road or a bridge. And that's why it's so valuable. It's not, people think it's technology, but it's infrastructure. Would you rather own a car or the bridge or the road? Cars change, you drive down the same roads. So how do you determine the value? Very simple. You understand two things. They're simple, but they're complex underneath. One, if you're looking at a site, when somebody contacts us regarding a new cell tower lease or an existing cell tower lease, first thing, we start looking at with a value, with the purpose of that one, not anybody else's, not down the road, not across the city, nobody, what the value of that one site is and will possibly be to that cell tower company. Understanding value, understanding what, understanding what limitations they have, et cetera, et cetera. Understanding that is you need to, and that's tough for a property owner to do because they don't have the information, they don't have the expertise to get on a phone with a cell tower company and look, talk to them and say, well, you can't go here, and the reason you're building is this way because the network, the wireless network is built out this way, and you only have this many options. We know that. That's how we're able to negotiate. We talk to cell tower companies and wireless carriers, and we don't worry what they've offered our clients. Our first conversation is what we are offering them. We understand what the offer is to them, what value they drive. Second point, we understand what the detriment they're avoiding is. And what I mean by that is not only financial versus having one site one place versus another site another place. That's part of it. If you understand what the build cost is comparing sites or what a relocation cost may be, if they're saying if you don't agree to certain terms on a renegotiation would be, you understand what detriment they're avoiding. That is one of the biggest mistakes property owners who have existing cell towers make. They don't understand what you're offering the cell tower company in avoidance of detriment. If you understand that, you can negotiate a deal out going forward. It's, but it's not only economic, it's operational. I use this example. If you, Certain people are old enough to remember rabbit ears on, on a TV. If you have that rabbit ears on a certain place on that TV, great picture. But if you start to move it a little bit, you can still see the picture, but it's not as good. You start to move cell tower locations from its optimal point, you lose operational capacity. And that's where you have to understand the layers below every time a property owner's been approached for a new cell tower lease or, or if they have an existing cell tower lease and they're being asked to renegotiate that lease or they're asked to extend that lease, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah, no, that's all really good information. Are you a new self-storage investor and want to know what that facility is worth, what the risk is, how to underwrite it? Well, that's exactly what we do in a feasibility study. A feasibility study, we actually look at the market for you. We look at the finances, the underwriting, we show you where the upside is, the downside, and all the risk. That is actually what you can provide to banks to get capital and investors. It's a big worksheet, which most banks actually require. So if you wanna know what a storage facility is worth that you're looking at, come to us, follow the link in the show notes, and we will tell you. 
When you guys are looking at property management software for your storage facilities, there's a ton of options out there, but no other option compares to Tenant Inc. Tenant Inc. is going to be your one-stop shop solution that has an amazing amount of tools that you can deploy at your fingertips to maximize the value of your facility, to operate it more efficiently, more effectively. They have an open API where you can back in almost anything you want. You own your data, and it's just an incredible solution. I can't say enough good things about these guys. Link is in the show notes. Be sure to check out Tenant Inc. I wanted to touch on something that we've we've breathed over just slightly is the um, the idea of people wanting to let's say we do have an existing cell tower lease everything's good to go it's built on the property and we have people contacting us wanting to purchase that how does that whole process look what are the things you need to be looking out for if you have someone looking to purchase that lease well the first thing you need to understand you're as you have a cell tower on your property you're going to be inundated by companies looking to buy it. And there's two types of companies. There's a cell tower company and they're trying to buy it because if they can offer you X, Y, or Z, whatever that number may be, they fix their cost. Again, fixing cost is a, is a target for any cell tower company. They want to fix that cost. Target for any company in the world. Yeah. If I could fix my cost today and only get the upside yeah, exactly. for the next 20 years, do that all day. That's right. So the big thing is they want to fix their cost, but the cell tower company is trying to do something else. They're trying to secure their asset. If you have a lease that may, let's say, has 15, 20 years left on it, as it gets close to expiration, that asset for the cell tower company becomes less valuable. The reason being is they're losing their lease. Like any company, if you're about to lose your lease, you're either going to have to pay more rent, right? Or you're going to have to spend capital dollars to move somewhere else. Same thing in the cell tower company. So you need to understand, again, what you're offering the cell tower company. From a third-party perspective, there's a lot of companies that buy paper. They, they look like they're tower companies or wireless companies, but they're just paper buying companies, like buying annuities, buying mortgages, et cetera. They're coming out to you to buy, buy that paper. Now, here's what you need to know. They're using a multiple system. They just take your rent, times it by a number, and that's what they're buying. They're trying to get a yield off that rent. That is not the value of your lease. Think of it this way. If you had a lease paying you $2,000 a month, and you times it by a multiple, it gets to a certain number. If you have a lease that's paying $1,000 a month, it's gonna be half of that. That has no indication of the value of that cell tower. You need to understand what the value is there. And in addition, very quickly, is that the big, the big thing is understand what you're doing to your property when you sell it. Because when you do that, you're basically agreeing to a long-term extension of that existing agreement, but you're also putting another layer of encumbrance on your property. People say, somebody offered me X, Y, or Z. Now I say again, what are you having to agree to? And they say, well, what do you mean? That's the best offer I got. They don't understand what they're agreeing to yet. And secondly, they don't understand what those restrictions are going to do to devalue their property. If I offer you a million dollars, but I just devalue your property about 300000 you're netting 700000 okay? And, you're, and again, the next guy who wants to buy that property is going to look at that and say, hold on, you sold this lease in 2024. I got to deal with all the, all the obligations, all the restrictions, et cetera, and I'm getting nothing out of that. Does that devalue your, your property by 1%, 10%, somewhere in the middle? You don't know. It depends on that property owner. Really, really good points. And this is, you know, this, everybody... When we talk about packaging up these leases, selling, this is a strategy and it, it can be a very effective one because you have to remember while we're talking about a lot of people, not a lot of people, I am going to say this no one that is a self storage operator understands this. No, I, I don't care. You just don't. And if you think you do, you're in trouble. 
because they understand a million times more than you. You you don't see what's even going on behind the scenes. So you don't. So just get that out of the way right now. Um, so, but if you know that, now you know that storage operators that do have cell towers on their property, they may, they may be missing out on a lot and they don't even know it. And that could be a huge advantage to you. I mentioned in our first uh, discussion that we bought a property that had a cell tower. When we were buying it, we put $800,000 down for the property. It was an eight cap, I think is roughly what it was. It was a big property on the side of the freeway, right? And it had a cell tower. And when we bought it, the cell tower lease, I think was coming up for negotiations or whatever it was. And like the next two years were not. And we saw an opportunity. So we went, we reached out to obviously uh, um, uh, Hugh and, and we said, how do we do this? Or whatnot? We found out, okay, we can actually package up that lease. He was making $2,000 a month on or 1500. I think it was 1500. That went to the purchase price. Obviously when we bought it, that was part of the net income. It's part of the purchase price. Well, we looked at it. The cell tower had more space that they could add on. They wanted to add more on. So we could actually package that lease up, sell it, uh, to somebody else that wanted it for over half a million dollars. And so we were able to reduce our initial investment into that property to $300,000 right away by packaging. And we still had upside things like that on it. And so if you look at a return standpoint, that's incredible, right? I, I mean, we, our return was astronomical. Within the first three years on cash flow, everything else, we, we'd received 100% back and we didn't have to do anything on it. So there's huge value and upside to understanding and getting help. And if you're looking at a property to either put one on that has a potential or you're buying one with it, you should never do that unless you fully understand the ramifications of it. But it can also be a big benefit that you need you need to have in your, your back pocket and be able to utilize. That's a really good point on, you know, when you're acquiring those facilities, not only understanding the risks and having somebody like you at Vertical Consultants looking at the, the existing leases and those, those uh, dynamics of that uh, cell tower, but also looking and seeing, you know, are there opportunities? You know, can yes. you actually go in? And is it that, I think you said like 98% or something like that, or just, it is what it is. But I mean, is there that 2% chance that there is an opportunity there? Yep. as there very well might be and you can lower that cost basis to get into that asset which is just an amazing setup now if you're looking let's talk about this if you're you say oh my property is a great one or i have cell tower companies calling right wh what do we do here like what like how do you how do we go about this how do we even first of all know if you may i i think my property's great and i bet you a cell tower company would love to put a cell tower on it what do i do like do i go out and fight like how does that even work do i like you know call somebody up, look at a Zillow, like, what? <laughs> I think everybody's like, I don't know, do I call up AT&T and just call their helpline and say, hey, you want to put a cell tower on my property? Well, that's a great question. Um, as I mentioned before, we've been in business for 14 years now, and I would say we get between 1,500 to 2,500 people a month contacting us and say, I have a great property for a cell tower. And, and not everyone has a great property for a cell tower. And the best way that we believe property owners can, again, I, and I say this, there's no way, and I want to emphasize this there, there's no way our company, anybody else, can go to an AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile and say, I have a great prop a property, you need to put a cell tower out there. And they say, oh, geez, we didn't know that existed, we're going to go. You have to be in the pathway for how they're going to build their network. But what can you do? You can get your information in front of the tower companies that are building out. And you get your information there. And while that's important, you're increasing your odds just a little bit 
but it's important because when a cell tower company or wireless carrier is looking, first of all, they have to identify the area they're going to build out. Secondly, all they have to identify who owns that property. If you have your information, they know that. Third, they have to get how to contact you. And if you have your information already there, they can contact you. They also have to know if you're interested. You're identifying that you're interested. So that's a speed to market play. So they're cutting down, you're trying to cut down that gap between you and the tower company as best you can. Now the problem is, unfortunately, you could, you know, there are a, a couple hundred cell tower companies out there, some bigger than others and some more reputable than others. So what we do for clients is we present those uh, properties sometimes as they want us to to certain tower companies, about 40 to 50 ones. And if it goes in their system and some pops, the property owner gets contacted and hopefully there's an opportunity for that, for that property owner to get a cell tower on the property. But there's no guarantee of getting a cell tower on your property. I wish, I really wish that everybody that contacted us, we could call somebody and say, hey, this is a great property for a cell tower. It just doesn't work that way. You can just increase the odds a little bit and that may get you a better chance of getting something on your property. Do you think most of them are, uh, most of the time, when the opportunity comes up, it's actually the cell towers initiating it. Yes. Meaning that they've already got something on, they've been trying to get, it's it's just part of their plans already, and they're just trying to move forward with it. Well, they're, yes, they're definitely, when they're, when a cell, every cell tower is going to be built and has been built is initiated by the carrier. Nobody builds a cell tower and then hopes to get somebody up there, like an AT&T, Verizon, et cetera. The, the cell tower companies are led by the carriers and the carriers know where they're gonna build out and they get that inf information to selected tower companies and they go try to find those sites. So there's a plan in place, that plan varies, of, you know, depends on what's going on in the world and economics as well. But that's how the path, that's how the path gets drawn, basically, the simple way I can put it, there's some guy inside AT&T right now with a large map and he's putting pins in that map. When he gets his pins done, he contacts the cell tower company and says, we need to build something here, 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 and here in 2024. Now where those places are, that's that's driven by the cell, sorry, driven by the wireless carrier, not by the cell tower companies. Got it. Got it. Now, walk me real quick here before uh, we wrap up. You guys, I, I view you as a very different type of company meaning that you act almost like a, a, a brokerage. And by, by that, I mean, like you're actually contacting out providers, everything else like that. But you are very much, though, the consultation end and educational side of it to understand options. But then, too, you're also like the legal arm that is looking at this stuff. And it, it, you're very in-depth, right? It, you're very niche. This, this is what you do. And it's like you you act in like all of these parties. So me coming to you guys and saying out of any of these problems, like I, I need help. Walk us through what that looks like and what people should expect with you. Do you, you say these are your options? These are not because I'll, I'll tell you this. I called you up and talked to you about sites, things like that. And you educated me, walked me through and literally said, AJ, this is what you need to do. I can't we can't really help you or anything else like that. And I was like, OK, great. Thanks. Thanks to you. That was Awesome, appreciate it. And I just went in and you were very upfront with me. You're like, this is this is what's going on on your property. You are limited to this, right? There's not much we can do. How does that work? Because I think a lot, probably most of our listeners, this is the first time they've ever heard of a cell tower consultants company like you. So walk us through what that looks like for an individual. Sure. Um, 
And this is all we do, day in, day out, day in, day out, all across the country, as I mentioned. And the first thing we do is, as you mentioned, somebody contacts us regarding a new lease or an existing lease, we're brutally honest with them. We want to get that out front. We think that's the best way, especially from a consulting firm, to start a relationship with a client. And we want to tell them everything we see and tell them what they want to hear, but also tell them sometimes what they don't want to hear as well. That's the first thing I do and everybody who works with me, I tell them to do. Even sometimes it means a property owner may go somewhere else or, or, or maybe not do anything at all. But we want to start off with that. We try to, as I mentioned earlier, try the first thing beyond that brutally honest first 10 seconds of a call or more, we try to get the property owner to think bigger because a cell tower company or wireless company is trying to get you to think narrow, very small. And the narrow is the money, is the rent. And you get focused on the rent and that's important. But we try to get people to think about structure. I say that a thousand times a day and structure will benefit you so much you know, over the life of that lease. I don't want to serve you dessert. I want to serve you a meal. It will subside you throughout the term of that agreement. And so we start to talk to people about structure and the structure will do two things, benefit you financially and protect you. As you mentioned, a lot of people contact us, they're look, got a new lease, they have an existing lease, they wanna focus on that money. We wanna focus on it as well, but we, we're a consulting firm. We're not a broker firm, unfortunately, we don't broker deals. We consult property owners to get a better overall agreement. And so we're walking through everything in that agreement from the rent all the way to the liability issues, all the way to how it impacts all your property, et cetera. We talk to property owners because here's why that's important. And this is the one thing property owners need to understand. There's a committing party and there's a participating party. And what I mean by that and why property owner needs to understand this is because the tower company is participating. They, they come out there, they say, hey, I want to lease your land. But if they enter into an agreement and they don't like it five, six, seven years from now, they can walk away. It's just there are 99% of all cell tower agreements. They have a walk away provision, very liberal. A property owner is committed. Once they sign, they cannot walk away unless you contact us and we can get you some walk away language in there. But, but, but they really get committed and they get into big issues. As I mentioned before, we've been busy for a long time. I have never in almost 14 years had an existing cell tower landlord contact us and say, oh my goodness, I'm gonna tell you how great our lease is. We're getting so much money and we got a great deal. No, they're contacting us because they wake up one day and it will happen and they realize they're severely undervalued or and or they've agreed to something that's going to have a negative impact on them and their property. So we try to get people to think bigger. We talk about structure and we try to get this from start to finish. We're not just giving you information. We're there to be an advocate and we're there to help you to get the best overall agreement you can, not only today, but going forward. Now, one thing too, I want to hit on this and every, so every make this just ridiculously clear. The cell tower providers are not your partners. They're not your friends. Uh, these people are bullies. We had a cell tower that went in and the gate code had changed or whatnot, and they couldn't access it. And we were like, oh, well, we'll fix it here on the second time. Two times, just two times. The second time they couldn't get in because of the gate problem or whatnot. We received an official letter from attorney saying, we are taking you to court if you don't get this gate open or whatnot. I mean, it wasn't 
hey, how's it going? It was, we're suing you because we had a problem with your gate. I mean, they are, they will just beat you senselessly. And the moment you sign that contract, there's no smiles anymore. It's you do what we say. And if not, we're suing you and we're taking you to court and we're going to win. And we're just going to drag you through the mud. And it, it, like, it's shocking, I think, for a lot of people when they first realize, oh, this was so nice. And you're talking about all the good stuff that I'm going to get, everything else. That ink is dried and it's, you're dealing with somebody totally different and they have no patience. They don't care. Um, and I think that's just how they do business and that's what they're used to. Um, and you need to be ready for that. Yeah, two things really quickly is one of the things we try to tell property owners when they have an approach, either on a ex new lease or an existing, a lot of times they, they say, well, they told me this and they told me this and they said they're going to do this for me, et cetera. My dad used to have a saying that says, words on the wind float away, words on paper stay. Don't matter what they told you. It's what's inside that agreement. Second thing, simple concept, carrot stick. They come to you with a carrot. Here's money. Once you sign it, they got the stick and they're hitting you over the head any chance they have. And anything that's not in that agreement, they're going to say, no, you don't have a right to do this, or yes, you have to do this, because it's in that agreement. Again, I'm saying this being a little repetitive, but people get so distracted, they think so small, they don't understand how to look at this from a bigger perspective. And it comes to bite them in the backside at some point during that term of that agreement. And it looks, it looks really good, and it can be really good if you understand the overall structure of an agreement and how that needs to be handled. Mm -hmm. That's 100%. why we need experts like you guys, man, yep. doing the things that you guys do. And it's amazing that you guys really are truly that one-stop shop like AJ is talking about, like we've talked a lot about here today is, you know, you've got the, the consultancy, you've got the legal, you've got um, all the tools that you would need to either look at an existing property if you're acquiring, if you're looking to potentially add a cell tower at your facility, if you're just wanting to review a current existing lease at a property that maybe you've had for a while, whatever it is, like you guys can solve yep. all of those problems and, and you're that one-stop shop which is great and two you know before we wrap up here and everything i just want to say you know obviously q you don't sponsor this anything else like that it's not we're, we're just really grateful stuff because you've helped us out so much and um i'm obviously passionate about it because not i understand the opportunity but i also understand the trouble that owners can get themselves into which is sad and i too i think it's generally from bullies and so it's really important to me to for everybody to know that before you go into anything make sure you have somebody on your side um and you've helped us out and i i've been very appreciative of that i could call you and say hey we're having this issue whatnot and you you guys jump on it and you're very open and honest and and you work on our behalf and that's what you need going into these things with these people these are mega mega business huge business um, they're utilities, they work through law, and you need somebody on your side that uh, not only understands that, but understands how to work with these people. So where can people find out about you? Where can we send them so they can get into contact with you guys with any questions, anything they may be dealing with? Well, the best way to learn more about us and learn more about me and everybody that works for us, we want everybody to be, understand who we are, what we do, is just go to our website, and that's SellTowerLeaseExperts.com, SellTowerLeaseExperts.com, and contact us, and we're happy to answer any questions you have. As I mentioned before, we'll be bluntly honest with you about what you have or what you've been presented, and we'll try to help you out and give you the right information. And one last thing, again, we've been in this business for a long time. And you're exactly right. 
we're not the right fit for everybody. I'm an honest person. I tell, I tell that to people. We not, you know, it may not be the right firm for you, but get someone to assist you with this. As you mentioned, it really gets people into trouble. And it, and it, we deal with a small individual property owner to some of the largest companies in North America, and they make the same common mistakes. It isn't because they're not smart in what they do. They're really smart in what they do. They just do not do this. And this is a niche situation, but the thing about it, you're making a long-term commitment, and if you want to make the most money, you better know understand how to do that. But more importantly, if you want to make sure you don't do something to the negative to your property yourself, you definitely need to understand what you're signing. Exactly 100%. right. Awesome, man. Well, that, that'll be in the show notes here and the link for everybody to go check out. Thank you for your time. Thanks for coming on and educating people into a world that I think very few have even seen or understand. And of course, we'll have you on again to talk about uh, changes and what's going on. So thanks. Thanks for your time, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Great seeing you. Thank you. Greatly appreciate it.